everybody. Thank you for joining us today for another conversation on, and today we are talking about uh, a conversation on challenges. Hope you enjoy. Missed you guys last week. We started. I thought you said you were ready three times. I'm ready. We didn't. We didn't podcast last week. Did we not? Even though the message was so good on Sunday, it was really good. The good thing is that the message is on Facebook now, so people can go watch. Isn't it? Are they off? Yeah. Oh. Okay. But not when we when we first started podcasting, that wasn't an option. That's true. We've become a multi-platform. All we Community. do is create content now. <laughs> We're content creators. Corner, <laughs> That's the saddest. Corner Coffee Church and content. Scott's now a influencer. Yeah. Ooh. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, Happy New Year. Yeah. December thirty first. I'll, I'll see you next year. Twenty twenty. Oh. Did you Did you know? I think I've, I've maybe I've told you this. Stop, stop trying to break the pen. It's goner. It's I know. We have to, we have to making, listen to it. We're. I'm hearing creaks and it's. Yeah. <laughs> You know that when anytime you're listening to the podcast and you go, "What's that sound?" It's a ninety-eight percent chance it's Zach doing yes. something stupid. Yes, ninety-eight yeah. percent. Greg is. Uh, I would call him spicy today, but it's not even good enough to be spicy. Greg's just mad today. No, Have you seen he, what Zach's he, wearing he's just today? Upset. He, he's he's just angry at everything. <laughs> yeah, he's tangy. <laughs> Zach is wearing stretchy pants with shorts over the top. Yeah, <laughs> and it's twenty degrees out. It's like I got done at the gym. What did, I've got. What happened? What happened? What what, what was your process? These are, these are, these are so cozy. <laughs> this sweatshirt was given to me by a friend. And Zach is the I epitome will, of cozy right now. I Did will you? not get rid of it until I have to. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I didn't realize it had a lot of holes in the. Oh elbow. yeah, check out this this shoulder patch I had to sew because I was walking down my road. Oh, did you have that professionally? Hit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bumped in, I bumped into a street sign and got grabbed by a bolt and it just. <laughs> Well, biking or walking? Walking. Hmm. I have walking problems sometimes. Yeah, how fast were you walking? I move quickly. <laughs> I move quickly. Oh man. We could you please though explain? So I've never thought. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put. Well, I never think. Let me put on my stretchy pants. Because <laughs> here's, here's what it was. Were you doing yoga this morning? Listen, uh, you yeah, did this actually. five days ago and hasn't changed once. No. I've slept in it. I haven't showered. <laughs> um, I was, during the Christmassy break, I was at home a lot. And so we would go outside in the snow, and these pants are a little bit thermal. And so going and playing outside was like, oh, these are nice and warm and mm. cozy. And then you haven't taken them off. And then I just haven't, I haven't stopped. <laughs> nope. Not gonna well, stop. You don't. You don't need to, I guess. You just gotta give them the smell check. Mm. How are they smelling? We're very different people. It's like spell check. Different. We are different yeah. people. Grandpa Costco. I don't know what that means. It means you're a grandpa and you buy all your clothes at Costco. I'm not wearing a single Costco thing right okay. now. Okay. Really? Uncle Amazon. I'm not wearing a single Amazon thing wow. right now. You're wearing everything from Christmas. None of this is from this Christmas. What about the hat? Oh, the hat. Yeah. <laughs> the one hat. What'd you get? Keep trying, though. <laughs> it's working great for you today. <laughs> Look at There he is, tangy again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Greg's hitting hard today. <laughs> Just like in third grade. <laughs> Close fist. <laughs> We're on it. Yeah. This is what happens on December 31st when 2020 wasn't the best year. It was, it was, it was fine. Yeah, it wasn't the best year. I love 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I can recount a few moments where you didn't say, I love 2020. So I didn't if love you 2020. Would, so think about this. Uh, Cam has some kids. Fast forward. A couple years. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, yeah. no, I know you want to. And so, anyway, she has a, she has a son. His name is... Harold. Phil Harmonica. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so they're older elementary age. So about maybe about a little bit older than Cam is right now. And you were going to explain 2020 to them with your false teeth and, be a and prosthetic legs. Oh, no. Why am I going to lose my legs? <laughs> <laughs> 2021 was rough. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you were going to explain in 20, 30, 40 years from now, explain 2020, what would you, what would you bring up? Is it just going to disappear? I mean, my my guess is actually that there will be other things that happen between now and then that 2020 will just be a random memory that comes up sometimes. Maybe See, not I even. don't think, Maybe not I think even. a lot of people, I, that's probably true, but I think a lot of people don't think that. Yeah. I, I think I'll remember George Floyd. Yeah. I think that that'll be something I tell my grandkids, or they'll already learn. I don't think they'll learn, unfortunately. But that'll be like, it's not going to be because it was 2020, it's going to be... George Floyd. Yeah. And the pandemic will be referenced for a long, long time. Even though I don't think I ever heard about the Spanish flu or the pandemic of twenty or of nineteen eighteen until this year. I think I heard about the Spanish flu, but I couldn't tell you what it is. I still can't yeah. tell you what it was. I think we have some first hand experience. Spanish flu. Um yeah, it's gonna be 2021. We're, we're just hours away from it and uh, moving into a new year, new era. Everything's fixed. It'll be great. Yeah. No. Hindsight's 2020. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> is that what your message today is called, Scott? Because if not, you've really missed an opportunity. Uh, you missed, missed it. A beautiful opportunity. You clearly didn't hear from the spirit. Yeah. What? <laughs> don't wow. quench the spirit. Wow. Yeah, you're being quenching. Don't be a quencher. <laughs> don't quench the spirit. <laughs> What is going to be different about next year from this year? Is there going to be any difference? What's going to change? Well, nothing will be different tomorrow. Well, <laughs> very little will be different tomorrow. Yeah. Really? Uh, we might have our... just everything that's wiped clean. Just over. Clean, right, restarts. So server it's reset. Like a, it's like a video game. Yeah. We all lost no. all of our lives. Yeah, it's the server reset. It's I over. Wish. That'd be easier. We'll I think... Eat- I think that, probably not because of video games, but I think that is a cultural expectation that um, eventually there is just a restart and everything starts over and is fine. And that's not necessarily how life goes. No? You don't think so? I think that's like the hope, or like the wish that myself, I have that, and I think probably a lot of people feel that. Like, oh, it'd be. I wish it was this way, but I don't think we have a... An expectation that it'll happen. I don't know. I think that... Well, I think people move or change jobs or start new relationships with the hope that they can start fresh. Yeah. But the problem is, is they bring themselves with them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that part of our 
it's it may be tied to American dream or for sure American mindset is that there is beauty in our over-the-top optimism, but there's also some cost to that. Like that optimism would say, well, this hasn't gone that well, but the next one is going to really nail it. And then, like you said, then you, it's that moment you go, I don't understand it, why I keep on getting these stupid jobs that fire me. Well, maybe you're part of the mm. reason being. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. But I, I do have hope. I do have optimism, and uh, but I also know that it isn't necessarily going to be simple, easy. It's not but, a given. Yeah. Wow, silence in the room. Well, I kind of a, I don't know, I, let me just back up into like where my process of getting to where we're going. We're doing flip-flops, the beginnings of the months of January, February, March. I guess this is the I for all up until maybe even this moment. I even have in the top of these notes. I have the wrong date. I have December twenty seventh <laughs> written. Yeah, it's January third. You did this message a couple days ago. I think I'm gonna a week ago. I'm gonna edit this right now as we talk here, January third. Um, so when we do these flip flops, it gives us some opportunity for us to yeah share some of the things that are uh, well step out of team preparation and then just just have a moment to have the rest of us rest while the, the one of us is trying to express whatever they're <laughs> thinking feeling processing which is good i i actually think one of the things that's really beautiful about what we do at least from my perspective is that i don't long for a break from doing stuff together i mean <laughs> well yeah Let's be fair though, like the, this, that was not the original purpose of the flip-flops. The flip-flop was, initially was just to get a break. No. I think it was, it was so was that we could, get a break. we could it share so in community. We could be at all locations. Oh yeah. Because we, we used do that to, all the time. Because we used to meet in the actual yeah. oh, I person. I forgot about that. We did? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of morphed its purpose. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because there was. I mean, um, and we did get a break from message prep. When we did it, because yeah. we would do the same message three times in a oh, row. Weird. But yeah. yeah, think about it. There was probably three, if not four years ago. I think I only spoke in Uptown once, maybe not at all. Yeah. And now, I guess I've been there fifty weeks in a row. I don't even know. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Well, the background <laughs> into what I'm talking about is that. Uh, I have always loved Paul's words in First Thessalonians chapter 5. Um, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And while I've loved those, which, I don't know, just as I was processing that, I was quickly went to, do I really love that? It actually sounds like something that I just always fail at. Oh, good. These are just instructions of failure. And uh, so I started just really starting to process that. So 2020 would be a year that I should listen to Paul, that I should be thankful, that I should be praying, that I should be honoring God. I should, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do that. But when I don't necessarily feel it, um, again, it's easy for me subconsciously, even consciously to say failure, failure, failure. And uh, 
And so moving into this year and then coming into the resolution season, where again is a great place for people to fail, um, instead of saying, all right, here's some things that you need to willpower and try to do, um, what if, <clears throat> what if how you see the world changes what you do as opposed to try to change what you do? Hmm. And, uh, and so I really just processing this. What do I need to see in, a, in order to be able to live out Paul's words? Uh, to be joyful. What do I need to see to be joyful always? What do I need to see to be prayerful continually? And what do I need to see uh, to be thankful in all circumstances? And uh, I just sat in that and I went... I don't know, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I can say that when I hear those things, I immediately connect them to circumstance without trying. Mm-hmm. And then my struggle immediately becomes, all right, when circumstances are hard, I have a hard time rejoicing. I have a hard time praying. I have a hard time with thankfulness. So am I missing it in that moment where that's my, that's my natural progression? What am I missing when I think of it that way? I think it's easy to make a list of those things and then use them as justifications of why I'm not going to be joyful. Well, I didn't see it, so yep. I'm not even going to deal with it. Well, I think we, what we think, this is just, maybe it is just me. I don't think so. But I hear Paul's words, rejoice, pray, <clears throat> give thanks. And I think um, the gap of me doing those things is is my stick-to-itiveness, my willpower, my daily choice. Um, <clears throat> and I think that if you, if that's as deep as you go in that, if you don't go deeper into what, what is happening in your life where I feel like what Paul was expressing in Philippians continually, what, what Paul's expressing in his writings is that while he was facing hardships, he saw something differently that allowed him, or let, it just happened like, wow, can you believe it that I'm rejoicing and I'm praying and I'm giving thanks in this moment as opposed to, oh, great, God, I thank you for this terrible moment. Something's as opposed to even choosing to going from I'm seeing that it just comes out of me. And I just really wrestled with that. And I, it's not as an excuse to, in fact, that's going to be part of my last question we'll get to here in a little bit, but... Um, it's not a moment to go, I have no responsibility, but in fact, it goes, the responsibility is not just simple willpower to go, to fake it, but really, our responsibility is in how we see the world. Yeah, I feel like there's that dichotomy of like, do I do the things or do I wait to, do I not do the things because I'm not motivated? And I think, I at least for me, the little things that I do have the that I'm committed to do uh, have the power to shape my heart and shape my intentions. So, like, if I wanted to be good at running, but I want if I was like I'm gonna wait until I have a good attitude about running, hmm. I feel like that that doesn't work. What I have to do is like, I'm committed to this thing regardless of how I feel about it, hmm. and I'm gonna do it every day and like. So for me, I think, I actually feel like maybe I'm saying the opposite, but like to, for me to be joyful always, it's, okay, what am I doing to practice that every day? Mm-hmm. Because I'm committed to the practice of it, because I think the practice of it will shape how I actually feel about it, will shape my attitude. And I, and I think, I mean, we're, I think we're saying 
the same thing from different pers- well, this just different angles. Because if you with the running illustration, if you say I'm going to run every day, and if you don't see value in it, if you don't see that it's um, if you if you aren't seeing purpose, if it just goes, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm just going to run every day. That's a yeah. you, you can some people can blaze through that and build that into a habit. Um, and maybe even discover the purpose in that. But uh, if it's just empty and you just say, I guess what I'm saying is the value, you often can't see the value until you're in it. Yep. Like, yeah. you may think running has a value, but you don't know until you've done mm. it for a while and then you discover, oh, this does have value. And at that point you choose, is it worth it or not? Hmm. But I think a lot of times we, like, I want I would want to encourage people to like, try like yeah try these things try these practices and see see that they do have value i think like the that's like the yeah. the test and see moment right mm. well the interesting thing about this is that the the things that i wrote down just really i don't know processed a bunch of things and whittled down to three things that we need to see in order to live these things out are not directly tied so it's not like, see that the world is worth rejoicing in, or see that it's... <laughs> but rather, so the three things, and I'll just kind of say them kind of quickly, I guess, but see that challenges and obstacles give us clear focus of who God is and our dependence on God. So as obst- as we face obstacles, it's the Beatitudes moment. Yeah. It's the, you know, First Peter talks about it a couple different times, but, you know, when we face obstacles, it refines and it proves the genuineness of our faith. So we got to see that. That now, now that is again. I maybe there's something underneath it, but I just feel like you whittle down to what do I really need to see? What's the foundation, the bottom of it? And I feel like um, it's not just because it was the first part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, but when I see that 2020, the obstacles of it remind me that I need God. Hmm. And Choose that process. That that is definitely maybe that's a fake it till you make it, but or it's a choose to do it. But I can't rejoice always unless I see that the obstacles I'm facing are pointing out my need for God. Yeah. Um, second one, see my par- my character is being shaped and refined by life's challenges. So James and Paul and Romans. Talk about again that when we face trials of many kinds, that testing produces faith, produces perseverance, these things. And so <clears throat> I can't rejoice, pray, or give thanks unless I see that the challenges in life are making me better. And the last one is that seeing that today's challenges pale in comparison to the long term, which is not just heaven, but the long term rewards. And uh, Jesus talks about it, Paul talks about it several times, but this forgetting what is behind, straining on to what is ahead, this goal, this prize. Um, And uh, so instead of saying, all right, I need to, all right, I'm going to pray continually, or I'm going to give thanks all the time, or I'm going to be joyful all the time. And uh, I think that I had made this massive list in a bunch of scriptures, and I just kept on crunching down, crunching down, and I got to these these three things that I just, I need to see. Otherwise, I'm just, I'm going to reach an impasse and being these universals always without ceasing, continually. That's good.
Yeah. It all flies right in the face of what's like most comfortable for me. Because hmm. I think we say in faith language that we're wanting God to move or we're wanting to grow or whatever it is. But what's the tendency for me is to want to pursue comfort. And so many of these concepts are kind of opposite of, of comfort. <laughs> yeah. And They're, if yeah. I would, even going back to our beginning of our conversation, is that if something that I would tell somebody in 50 years about 2020 is that um, I felt really uncomfortable a lot of times. Like I've never felt <laughs> yeah. comfortable before. Yeah. Hey, that's such a great way to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> One word yeah. to describe 2020. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And so... Like the the takeaway is the challenge is, is to pray this prayer, God, help me see life's challenges as focusing, refining, and temporal. And uh, like, let that be my echo. I, I just, I, I want to make a commitment to be praying that because it changes me. And then, but the conversation out of that is, as I see God answering this prayer, what do I see internally and externally? And then even the worst part is what is my responsibility in God answering that prayer? Ugh. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like those, those, those that prayer really puts into perspective life's obstacles, and then with that healthy perspective, I feel like it empowers you to make a choice of how you deal with those things. Yeah, I feel like oftentimes life's struggles and challenges can be so current, so in the moment that they're just overwhelming and you feel out of control. But yeah. with that prayer in mind, uh, even the hardest things in life. Uh, we do have we do have a level of control, and that control is of ourselves and how we respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we're gonna start off this whole conversation about what would we tell ourselves a year ago, knowing what we know now. And I think <laughs> oh. again, it would be so easy to say it's painful to run, think about <laughs> run and twenty twenty. One thing that is unique about twenty twenty, there was no place to run to. There was no place to hide. Definitely in our lives. And it just affected... 2020 as a whole affected everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so it can we can feel like, God, my prayer is, is God, help me avoid all trial. Or, you know, make me smart so that I don't face hardships. And I don't... I just don't see that as part of God's promise to us. Or hope for us. Or hope for us. Yeah. But... If in life's trials, I can see these challenges being, man, they, every day when I face these challenges, when I face 2020, man, it really does remind me that I need God. Mm. And it really, I need to see these challenges not as inconveniences or curses, but rather they're refining me. And I need to see these challenges, these obstacles as something that is, it truly is temporal. And in the big picture, It'll be, it will be five years from now, and it will be an eternity that these trials will pale in comparison to what is to come. And when I have that perspective of trials, and unfortunately, again, I have a lot of responsibility in answering that prayer. But when I, when I get to that, that all of a sudden gives me freedom in the midst of trial to be prayerful, to be joyful, and to be thankful. Yeah. This is definitely a process that is personal and internal. Because the danger I hear is the echo of someone's struggle, and you say, "Just be joyful. Just get over nope. it. Just everything will be better, right?" Yeah. And so, uh, like, I hear what you're saying, but also, 
I need it for I need to choose those things for me yeah. mm-hmm. and not for my wife or not for yeah. my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great point, and that's why. I mean, I wasn't that intentional, but I mean, I think that's why it's really important that we see that I have responsibility in God answering this prayer. Not what is your responsibility in answering this prayer for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And. Maybe this is just some of my uh, religious roots coming out is that um, I can hear the commands of Paul just shaming me, guilting me. Why aren't you joyful in this? <laughs> and uh, again, I to be demanded and commanded, belittled if you don't have those things, I think has such little income and other than, outcome other than running away. <clears throat> but... If somebody uh, sees the world, when I, when I, not somebody, when I see the world differently, when I see life's challenges differently, um, I don't hear Paul's words as this command, but rather like, have you realized lately that since you have a different perspective of challenge, that you have opportunity, like joy, prayer, and thankfulness come out of you? Yeah. Well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah. It'll be a good, good conversation. I think so. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> We'll give it a shot. Yeah, you can join us in person or online at any Corner Coffee or um, Corner Church's Facebook page. Hopefully, if you travel to Minneapolis soon, that, or hopefully you'll be able to travel to Minneapolis soon and have it be a full experience. And we'd love to get coffee with you if viruses don't allow. We're always available here in the city, so come on out and join us. Talk to you later, guys.